0: You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
1: What's our episode number? Thirty-two. <laughs> oh, Good is it thirty-two? Hey, welcome to the Sonic Lake Podcast. Hi, it's, Hi everybody. Uh, it's Pete, Jack, Jason, and Larry, and uh, we're at episode thirty-two. So, what do you think of that? Who'd have thunk it? Wow. You can tell we're a non-profit. That's the only reason why we're still going.
2: There's clearly no profit to be had here. We're not yeah. a non-profit. We're a no-profit. Not, yeah, n- not having it.
1: I don't think I can get this candy by... We Intermezzo would welcome profit. ...by Stephanie
2: without so, making a wait, ton of noise. So, so,
1: so, like, so, uh, Jack brought in some, uh, candy for all of us, um... But he did not bring it into available. a noise-free packaging.
2: <laughs> this is for Fred, my brother Fred Whitley in my life.
1: So, uh... Guys, we've had a busy couple weeks. Um, yeah. So uh, Jason looks like he wants to eat, so we'll start with uh, Larry first. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you're going to have food in your mouth soon. You can't tell <laughs> us about your
2: trip. <laughs>
3: so Larry, tell me what I think, Masonic, you've done in the past couple weeks. Uh, ghost and Gridiron again, well attended, as usual. And uh, Fellowship Night, you were there. We had a lot of guys there. And a couple ladies snuck in as well, and they're, they're always welcome. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a busy Thursday, last Thursday of the month. We had the breakfast in the morning. We had the fellowship at night. And again, it's, it's impressive. You would think for summer this late in June, that, uh, attendance wouldn't be that great, but it really was pretty good. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I think there's
1: something to be said when man, uh, attendance is not mandatory and it's casual dress and it's fun. Like that's. You know, you can come, you can go, and I don't know, I just wish we could do more events like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are successful when we do it. And it'll be successful until somebody tries to... uh, Establish a hierarchy. And make Masonic Mm -hmm. scheduling, and, you know, this is when we're going to talk about the minutes, and here's where, you know... The only thing we really do that follows any kind of Masonic protocol is we'll have a moment of silence before we all grope, which I think is nice anyway,
2: but... Before you grope?
1: no no mr cosby a uh, grub, grub
2: oh grub sorry so because uh, i you know be at the next
1: one jack you had some cool stuff you were like in a you're spelunking and stuff
2: what, what we do you were really spelunking if you've never been the indian echo caverns is an old um it's a tourist spot really um where all of the fourth grade kids go on a field trip at some point in their lives um but we had a, a raising in a cave, and it wasn't really in the cave. The candidate was prepared in the cave, but there's a, a large flat area just outside the entrance to the cave where we had a lodge room set up, um, and um, we had a third degree, a master mason degree, uh, in that area, in the woods, under the blue canopy of heaven, um, and it was it was very, very cool. It was a very different experience. Um, to be in a tiled lodge like that in the woods, it was very neat. And the weather was beautiful. The weather was re- uh, just amazing. Um, I,
3: I was hoping that with those tuxes and everything in the regalia you had to wear, that it wouldn't be 99 degrees and total 100% humidity. But well, worse
2: yet, it would have been perfect. the day before when it was raining up. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was oh, raining yeah. so hard, it was, it was we never could have pulled it off. But um, the weather was beautiful. The sky was blue. There was a nice breeze blowing until we got— about halfway into the ceremony. And then we had, um, instead of uh, electric lights around the altar, we had tiki torches. And I've never seen this effect before, but the tiki torches had flames that were a foot long, straight like a pipe. It was There was no flicker in them at all. And uh, it was like the air was that dead. So it started to get really heavy after a while. Um, but it was just... It was such a beautiful night. You couldn't really couldn't really. And what was the reason for the celebration? Um, well, as you know, it was to uh, commemorate the 300th anniversary of the initial meeting uh, that led to the formation of the premier Grand Lodge of England. And did they meet in a. Did cave? I get that right, Larry? Did they meet in a cave?
4: <laughs> no, it was. It was when they formed.
2: They actually in met and agreed to <laughs> oh. form. They didn't. Uh, uh, the 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 what I've read about it is they didn't actually charter that day. They agreed to charter, and then someone prepared a charter, and oh. then they. Been lied to. They did it on a, a subsequent day. Yeah, uh, see everything. It's like the it's like the blue forget me not. It's like everything. Oh, here we go. Everything that's a myth, is a myth, and we have to disprove. But it everything And it's it doesn't it it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is that we celebrate that day as the day. And that's that's, you know, kind of like my unbirthday anyway. So
1: you have anything else going
2: on? Uh, Well, we have Lodge in the Woods coming up since uh, it seems like Effort of Lodge, you know, just wants to be outside and play in the woods. So we have that coming up in September. Um, Our ticket our online ticket sales should be back up. Uh, We I went in and finagled with that. So we should be able to get tickets to anybody who wants them anywhere. Um, if you go to oh, Eventbrite and just type in Lodge in the Woods, it should get you there. Um, if you go to Effort of Lodge 665, I believe there'll be a link to it there as well. And maybe we can put one up on Masonic Light podcast as well. well that sounds thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> meh Man. Um, Jason. Wow. J- J- Jason, thanks, I'm not busting my ass on this project. Thanks. Yeah uh, don't come anybody. Yeah, don't. It's just meh I've been there before. It's yeah. fun. It, it's fun oh, once. Yes. Fix it now. It's fun once. It's
1: fun. Once. Jason, so you were you had a busy, busy Masonic week. I've been busy two weeks. So what do you have going on?
4: Do we talk about Father's Day weekend? Do we talk about outside Grotto? Or did you talk about we are going no, to No, because none of Grotto? you guys
1: were there yet. None of you guys went, so I was going to talk about it. So we didn't cover it yet. We did not. So that weekend there. that you were outside grottoing,
4: I went to Grand Lodge. So I was at Grand Lodge. That was pretty fun.
1: That was for Father's Day just as a trip with your family? I've been trying to go, and they've been closed every
4: weekend that I've been able to go because you know, they do run it out for events or whatever. So we went, and we ate at uh, Fogo de Chow around the corner. So that was pretty cool. Karen Lodge saw the new ballroom, dining room, whatever, which they have named. The event space is one North Broad, and they've named this new dining room with the giant. uh, Ben Franklin. Thank you, that guy. Uh, They've named that room one. That's the name of the room. Not the one room. Not just one. One, Yeah. Kind of like, what's its name? Her name from uh, Stranger Things. Wait,
3: what? Seven. um, Yeah. I'm confused.
4: Eleven. 11
2: 11
3: 7 I thought the meeting was in Pittsburgh No, this was
1: his
2: visit the week before No, he went to the Grand Lodge building oh, in Philadelphia Oh,
1: okay But the week later, he went across
4: the... And a week later oh. A week later um, I was going to go to the 300 event in D.C. with the Masonic Roundtable guys But Jack Aquilina, uh, I don't think, came So instead No, he did not So instead, I went to the Grand Lodge Quarterly in Pittsburgh with uh, Jeff Moyer and uh, Brother Israel And over the last couple, because I went to the Lodge Masonic research with you, uh, I closed the gap on a couple of those master craftsmen. With you
1: means with uh, Larry.
4: Yeah, did you all see that? I pointed to Larry (laughs) first. So it has been getting very, I I have the very last uh, criteria that I had for this master craftsman, which we spoke about last episode, uh, was the quarterly. So I went, it was a lot of fun. Um, I got certified and uh, finished my first degree on the trip. So, ready to do a first degree in September? Nice. Yeah, baby. Congrats. And we unrecognize Lichtenstein and unrecognize uh, them? Unrecognize them. Yeah, the committee of Recon- the Grand Lodge of, of
1: Lichtenstein. No, I think no.
4: I think that we unrecognize them the masonic Roundtable guys are going to have to in on that cuz that's their bag did they guy. do something naughty or I, you know i don't know i was halfway through the the report and i had no idea what was going on i mean business goes so fast but supposedly they had been they're still
1: bigger than the grand lodge of rhode island they
4: <laughs> they you know they had been chartered by this country by this country by that country and blah blah and recognition has been approved and like the found supposedly the founding um country that gave them their warrant or whatever hasn't has no clue what's going on so we pulled recognition I don't know the gory details, so I'm, I'm talking out of school. And that was, that was it. I was, about I had a picnic. We did. We talked about this a number of episodes ago. But Lodge Forty Three had their defending Wheatland picnic, which was celebrating when Lodge Forty Three protected uh, James Buchanan's home when the uh, militia was at the river. What? What are you making faces? For those of you that can't see what's going on, Larry's making faces at me. <laughs>
1: they protected the oh god because James Buchanan easy. James Buchanan was busy at a uh, kimono party <laughs> down in DC so, so
3: <laughs> hey
1: he felt scared <laughs> he, he needed was, some pitchforks he, he was nervous uh so my two weeks very exciting not very exciting but uh grotto in the woods that was kind of kind of fun there's uh, a
2: woodsy theme going on here yeah mm-hmm. so
1: uh one of our brother's uh prophet david steffi uh he uh has a business that's in the middle of nowhere in Elizabethtown. town um so it's a you know a shop i mean there it's you know he's a contractor so it's a shop with all kinds of man tools all over that i don't know how to use um but amazing food uh pork sickles or ribs you might want to call them um chicken everything you can think of couple guys from Azim Grotto just showed up out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right? And it's kind of cool because, like, we were in the middle of nowhere, and these guys are from New York City, and they just rolled up into this farm. Um,
2: Yo, it's two subway stops, and you turn left. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, and you I mean, I made the it. comment
1: because, like, in, in Pennsylvania— Find
2: a turtle and turn left.
1: Central Pennsylvania, it, it's like Pennsylvania here. here. It, it really is. In between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, it can get kind of sketchy. And um, yeah, so I mean, you know, banjo music. Yeah, so like you know, the two guys um, um, of Hispanic descent, they came in, cool, great brothers. I'm like, man, I'm glad you guys came to the right farm. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, some of the neighbors out here might not be as welcoming as uh, as as your Grotto brothers. Sorry, Pennsylvania, but uh, you have a bad rap uh, by all the Confederate flags I see you flying. but yeah it was good. I got a couple ticks. We did a degree out in the woods um like nervous ticks <laughs> no, like deer ticks, <laughs> like Lyme disease ticks um I chat council last week um that was fun, not really, but I enjoy it. I was in the building, yeah, loading and supplies although i did get um I did get talked to by one of the um older. Well, they're all my older, but one of the very seasoned brothers. And because a couple of times I wasn't sure of my my line and I was looking down and I was like catching a peek on paper. And uh, he tells me, you know, and he pointed to the, you know, the guy beside me who is like 85. And he says, you know, he does. He's a lot older than you are. And he, he knows it. I said, yeah, but he's been doing it for 60 years. I've been doing it for six months. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that's the, you know, the good brotherly love of uh, coaching. I think that was mentoring. <coughs> mentoring, I think mentoring. That yeah. Out. So, yeah, that, that really encouraged me to learn it. I'm just going to type it in a bigger font so I don't look <laughs> like I'm reading. I'm going to mentor you, and you're going to like it.
3: But uh, anything else? Thursday a week ago, I had cataract surgery. I can, oh, I can see. see. clearly now. Why are you wearing glasses? <laughs> <laughs> on your forehead. Just to read. Just to read. I can't I can't wear distance glasses anymore. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. I'm
1: glad we uh were able to pay for that for you.
3: Yeah. You
2: I know, if you wear if you wear your glasses like that outside, you can set I, your I eyebrows can, on fire. I can see <laughs> color now. <laughs> ah. Notice the lavender shirt I'm wearing. It is lavender. <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's very lavender. Oh, I love well, it. We're <laughs> Lavender Larry. righty.
1: we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back uh with Today's, today's mystery episode.
2: Intermezzo by Stephanie. Locally handcrafted chocolate. Intermezzo by Stephanie.
3: Oh, it is freaking awesome.
2: Locally handcrafted chocolate. Intermezzo by Stephanie.
3: Oh, it is freaking awesome. Awesome, awesome. Welcome back. Now we love hearing from you, so send us an email to MasonicLight Podcast at gmail.com. Or call us. Leave a message at 315-596-2766. That's 31559 315-59 Mason, M-A-S-O-N. And make sure you check out our website at MasonicLight.com. Pete, I understand we've got some communications. Um, we do. Um, these are all left on our um,
1: Masonic Late Podcast SoundCloud page from listeners. Um, now, I, I, I believe four out of five of them, their name is the same It's deleted user.
2: It's <laughs> 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 a very common name in Yugoslavia. <laughs> yeah. So
1: um, seven days ago, we got a message that says, hi, your song is good. We are hosting a music contest for musicians and are seeking feedback on their work. And that's spelled with a zero instead of an O. Uh, Something fun while learning. I would like to invite you to enter with your music. Please take a fresh look at our page. And there's there's website. So that that was pretty nice.
2: Um, Love to get feedback.
1: um, another, Another one from deleted user. I'm ready to blow your mind. I am a nice girl with a beautiful smile. And then there's, like, a URL that is just all letters and numbers. Don't click it. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> click it, it. Click it, click it, uh, Deleted user, um, I'm cool, sexy, always happy to make friends all over the world.
2: <laughs> well, that's international. That's pretty sweet. So, Larry, are you adding these to our listener base? <laughs> yes,
1: I am. a Attaboy. Um, deleted user, once again, uh, I am your busty, gorgeous neighbor. <laughs> oh. Could you follow at the supermarket or watch her at the gym. Oh. <laughs> From first to third there pretty quick yeah wow. the, yeah <laughs> and the last one um is actually from a real human being uh joseph Hiramman or something hi your music is awesome especially masonic late podcast episode 15 brother jack aquilina from australia <laughs> You should increase your plays and downloads. Our music is all stolen. Going to upload some of my songs soon, and I would like your thoughts on how to get more fans.
4: <laughs> um, yeah. So we like to say thanks to all of yeah. our fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: if we didn't have
1: bots, we would have no fans. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, please leave us a real message. I feel uh,
2: remarkably sad and lonely right now.
3: <laughs>
1: well, I-, I will forward you this URL. Just don't do it from my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Uh, Oh, so Larry. Yes. So we're trying to kick around, um, what our topic is going to be today since you dropped the ball and didn't get our guest (laughs) in time.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, so I, I came up with this great spur of the moment, um, one and just about, uh, appendant bodies in general and joining and, and, and people that want to join lots of things and, you know, so my pet peeve. And I did this, I was, I'm guilty of it. When I joined the Masons, I, uh, I quick joined almost every Masonic body I could. Whether it was just to hear the continuation of the Hieramic Legends, or to seeking out what, you know, maybe I'll like this, maybe I won't, I don't know. But then I got busy with work, and then I got sucked into the line at Blue Lodge. And, you know, like 20 years went by, and I never made it to a chapter council or a commandery meeting since I got in now. Now I am now I'm, you know, I'm retired. So I'm, I'm an I'm active in, in, in New York right now, but I don't know. So what are your, some of your guys' feelings, Larry, like about the appendant bodies? Like, you know, I would tell, I would coach people now to only join things if you think you're gonna participate.
3: Oh, and I, and I totally agree with that. Uh, I, was a Freemason 32 years before I joined Scottish Rite. Uh, it took me that long to do that. And I, I feel the same way you do. If I, if I can't participate, or I find that I don't want to participate, I think there's no value in being a member of that dependent body. Personally, I am involved in the Lodge of Research of Pennsylvania, I'm very active in that lodge. Uh, the same with the, uh, the Academy of Masonic Research. I'm very active in the academy. And I look forward to those bodies. Uh, I'm very. um, I'm not active participating like committees or or so forth with Guado, but I go. I support it, and I I, I love the organization. I like going to it, and in that way, I'm participating. Uh, But some of the other things, you're right. I know too many people that are a member of every appendant Masonic body and there's no way in the devil that they're given any kind of due to to those to those appendant organi- bodies no way
1: Jason you said something that was uh, I thought a little bit yeah changed my mind a little bit what would you say
3: Well,
4: I, like you I belong to a number of bodies and I'm not you know retired yet so I'm not active in all of them um and there's some that I really like, and there's some that, you know, I'm a card-carrying member, and there's other ones that I'm employed by. But I think that, you know, just like Blue Lodge, I mean, you you have to, you have to have active members, and you have to have members that pay. And it would be wonderful to have every single one of those members be active. But I think that if you were, if we were going to, for lack of a better word, boot all of the members that aren't active or don't participate, and of course we need to measure what participation looks like. Uh, I don't think we'd be able to function. I mean, we, we need those. It's okay. It's in my opinion, it's okay to be a card carrying member and, and come to a meeting here and there, even if it's once a year. And, um, we need those people too. And the thing that we don't know is we don't know if they're out there singing the gospel. I mean, you could look and you can see how many petitions they bring in, I suppose, if there's a metric for that. Um, but I love Earl Arch and I would love to come to Earl Arch more and I, and I hope to do that in the, in the future. But, um, I'm not out there poo-pooing rural arch. I mean, you know, Jack will tell you all day long that, that, that you know, blue lodge masons need to get the Royal arch de- degree. You have to, and uh, and that's true, and that's a fact. Whether you're in lodge or an officer or you're not, um, I think that measuring your good masonic career on your activity in in the bodies that you're in, it's just it, that that's a hard metric to figure out, in my opinion.
1: Jack, you have uh, any thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, I think it sort of—and I've learned this the hard way after, what, 12 years. Y- you have to calibrate a little bit. Um, when I came in, I-, I came in on a one-day class. So it was 1, two, three, four, seven, 14, 32, all of them, all the way up Scottish right. Nobody even mentioned Royal Arch or, or York Rite at all at, in this part of Pennsylvania. I'm not sure why, but it just didn't really get any play. So I joined Scottish Rite and I participated for a couple of years. And then for various reasons, I, I have diminished any sort of involvement in Scottish Rite. I, st- I still carry the card. I still pay the dues. I respect what they do. I appreciate them for what they've done for me. Um, but I don't, but I'm not active in in Scottish Rite. I find myself drawn more to York Rite because it it is a little more well, it is very much Blue Lodge, uh, an extension of Blue Lodge, and I really enjoy that part of it. Um, it's, um, it's a different feel for me, but I've, but I've only joined Chapter at this point. And I, I actually got a phone call from John Marsh, and he said, well, I'm looking at uh, these lists here, and it uh, looks like there's a couple of bodies you need to join. And I said that actually sounds like John. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, John, I, I appreciate your calling. I really do because it's it's good that the leaders of those bodies are are you know, reaching out and contacting people. But I'm right now doing chapter, and I'm going to do my best for chapter that I can do because that's where I think I'm called to serve in chapter. Uh, we have to rebuild the chapter. It it really got very, very dangerously close um, to going away. And it's one of the oldest chapters in the state, I think. Um, and and I just don't want that to happen while I'm a part of it.
4: Well, chapters were chartered off of the lodges they're named after. So right. Just by default. So it
2: goes back to chapter 43. So it's, it is a very old chapter. And um, so next year I'll be um, high priest, in chat in the Royal arts chapter and I would like very much to get as many of the guys who, who joined and, and this not to sound harsh, but a lot of guys, you know, join chapter to, to go get a chapeau and a sword. Um, and there's very little slowing down in the middle. You, you get the, you get the, you know, the, the degrees and then you go and, and join commandery and that's fine. But it's just like we used to say in Blue Lodge, we still say in Blue Lodge, you, you have to build a foundation. Without a foundation, you, you've got no superstructure. So without chapter, you've got no counseling and commandery. Uh, so we have to do a good job with those degrees and teach people those principles that are you know, inculcated in those degrees and, and then allow them to grow and, and move up into the other, cha- into the other organizations. So.
1: And, and you know, I'm, I'm uh, the number three officer in Council, which is that bizarre little detour, that you know, you don't need to join council to join commandery. Mm-hmm. So, like a lot of people don't join. I feel like it's almost like if you make a wrong turn, and you find this motel, but the end you liking it. So I, I made the wrong turn, and I'm at council, and I really dig it. It's just out of nowhere. I'm I really enjoy the degree. I enjoy the fellowship of the men that meet there. I'm not a
3: member of uh, York, right? But I well,
1: feel let me like- get
2: you a petition, Larry. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: but I feel like I've got a leg up on it because I actually attended a past master ceremony in England. <laughs> By slept mistake.
2: It. Yeah, you, you slept through it. <laughs> you wore the wrong apron.
3: No, yeah. I couldn't understand their language, and I sat through a meeting I wasn't supposed to be at. Which I understand is the uh, Royal Arch degree, the the secret word, the uh, self so worth, so forth.
2: Well, the the Past Master degree in in English Royal Arch we don't have in Pennsylvania. We don't recognize it here.
3: Oh, so I'm it's the way wor- far it's ahead. It's the
2: word of the chair. It's it's the it's the seated Master's degree. Um, the the, the Past Master, if uh, oh. if you will. So you, we now we have to kill you. <laughs>
4: I'd be curious. I mean, I think we all know, but I'd be curious to go around the room, and our listeners probably know. But I'd be curious to hear everybody's favorite dependent body and why, and then conversely, least favorite and why that you're in. You can't pass judgment on something you're not in.
2: Let's let's skip the least favorite, just because. Let's keep it positive.
3: Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Just a favorite.
1: Man, yeah, yeah. Down. Well, no, and also I wasn't going to be on masonic. Well, no, and, but part <laughs> of that is I explain to people um, whether you're talking about. You know, I had a friend that was going through uh, recovery. It was going in a. It was an AA, um, and he really did not like going to the AA meetings, and um, but I we finally got, like figured it out. It was like. You know, there's 300 bars in Lancaster County that have liquor licenses. I probably only like 10 of them. So, like, whether it's bars, churches, AA meetings, or Masonic lodges, even though they all might do the same thing, you're only going to find people that you... So, you know, like, there's bodies that I like, but I might not click with the men that are there. That's not... Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be against anything for that body of Freemasonry. Fair. That's just personal button heads with somebody, and that's probably my fault. But I guess, you know, I I kind of... Grotto has been my favorite. Um, You know, it was fun, wild, and crazy with Ubar, because we were, like, feral, like, (laughs) nobody... (laughs) That's the best description I've heard. That's good, yeah. It it was like we were just raised by wolves and allowed to do whatever (laughs) we want. However... Once I became monarch and I started going around to other grottos, I actually like the feel of the national body, um, which isn't as anywhere near as crazy as we are, but I like it.
4: I'll tell you what, instead of being negative and because we don't have uh, much of a topic today, we could expound. How about tell us all the bodies that you're in or the highlights and what you like about them?
1: C- Council, Chapter, Commandery, um, Allied Masonic Degrees, and all kinds of yeah, well, you, yeah, you after that. stuff that you have to have in it. Um, grotto, Shrine, Tall Cedars. Um, apparently, they cashed my check, so I might be going down to uh, Royal Order of Scotland in August. Nice. So they haven't told me yes or no, but they did cash my check, which I think is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah. But I can't speak on most of those. Right. You know, the old stupid adage, but it actually does ring true. You you get out of it what you put into it. Like, I'm a member of Zembo Shrine in Harrisburg, but it's in Harrisburg, and we're in Lancaster, and it's like an hour away. And I just can't seem to pull the time out of my day to go up there and be part of that community. Um you know, it's one of those things where... I work up there. I look at their building every day. And yeah, I but don't get but to it. however, I have been to many shrine events because I'm a Shriner. Right. I've gone to more shrine events than I've gone to Zembo events. But there's,
4: yeah, but there's an, an example of if you weren't a member, you wouldn't be able to
1: participate in those things. Right. So, I mean, some of these times you you, you join, but then you meet guys from all over the United States or the world, and it's a little different, but... Larry?
3: Oh, uh, Pennsylvania Lodge Research, Masonic uh, Academy. Those are my absolute two favorites. Grotto is my next because, like I said, Pete said, it's feral. It's just wild. And I enjoyed that. After being a mason for uh, 42, 43 years, uh, you go to a grotto, and it is a very eye-opening experience. <laughs> our grotto, let me go like Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Specific, oh, Our grotto. It's, it's let's U-bar, specify there's a lot the of Ubar grotto. Yeah, serious. there are a lot of grottos out there I probably wouldn't have joined. But this one here is just different. And it's, it's great. So those, those are my favorites. So I don't have any unfavorites. Well, we're being positive, remember? Yeah, I'm a member of the Correspondent Circle for the uh, Lodge of Research of England. I got over there for a meeting a few years ago. That was an enjoyable experience. I'm still a member. And uh, that that's cool. But again, that's in England, and I'm here, so.
4: You or me? You. So I'm in all the bodies that you can ask to be in. So all the York right, Scottish right, obviously, and Zembo Shrine, Tall Cedars. What am I missing? Oh, Grotto. And a, a grotto, yeah, and Amaranth, and Eastern Star. Uh, Eastern Star was a surprise. That uh, The degrees were great. I'm not active, though, but my favorite, you know, I'm really torn because my heart wants to be... Um, my my internal favorite is royal arch and council um and my external favorite i guess would be scottish Rite, because you know that's what i do for a living and what i really like they're they're two polar opposites i mean blue lodge meets in the middle and i heard the analogy somewhere and, and not a negative al- analogy that blue lodge is like high school and i don't mean it like high, high school like caddy and but i guess it could be um and then Scottish Rite is like college. I mean, it's a much larger organization. I mean, it's been obviously the largest organization in, uh, in American masonry. And then you have York Rite, which is completely internal, in my opinion. You know, much smaller and much more meaningful esoteric work.
2: So those are my two favorites. Now you're looking at me. Um, so, I mean, Blue Lodge, Scottish Rite, York Rite, Grotto— and AMD. And I would have to say that the thing that uh, I'm most involved in is my Blue Lodge. The thing that I enjoy the most is probably Grotto. But the thing that is, to me, the most Masonic in terms of what I expected Masonry to be when I joined is AMD. Um it's all dark suits and and you know uh, a proper dinner and a proper place and,
1: and, acting, and, proper.
2: and, and, and acting proper and acting proper and being around being around the sort of people who you would expect to help elevate you in life. Um and and I that's the part of AMD that I really enjoy. And that's what I think is in a large measure missing from Blue Lodge. Um, because that whole um, fellow craft, you know, seven liberal arts thing and learning and growing and we, we don't do really very much of that. And, uh, and our lodge is so big that you can't you can't know 500 guys. You know, you can you can know 25 or 30 guys. But, you know, I get members that pass away all the time that you know, he was a member. I. I didn't know he was a member. Um, because he came 30 years ago and he was a regular 30 years ago, but I haven't you know no, I I did, I didn't know him. And I hate that. Um, and I think I I would really love for the fraternity to to get to go more towards that. And I think I think TO was wanted to do that, to get smaller and more intimate and more more close. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the
4: but, TO in Pennsylvania is hard because it's the ritual is still Pennsylvania ritual.
2: Right. And, it, and there's a limited number of them and I don't think there's going to be any or very many more. Um, so it's, you know, it's just too far to go.
1: The, the um, thing with um, AMD, that's another one where the, the national body lets each chapter play it kind of fast and loose. So, some chapters all they do are write scholarly papers. Some just get together monthly with their wives for dinner. Um, ours is stag, but we have we base ours ours is a junto council. We base it on some of the um, on Ben Franklin because he had the was a junto. What was mm-hmm. his uh club or junto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where every meeting it was a bunch of learned men and they would ask questions of each other Mm -hmm. and so you know that may be a credit to seth and the guys that started our amd chapter Mm -hmm. um but yeah some of the other ones are just like some of the grotto guys are boring and some of the grotto grottos are not what we would like Mm -hmm. a lot of the amd groups are very deep into study like your masonic knowledge groups are yeah but I do like like And said. that's
2: okay. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I I wouldn't mind hearing a paper delivered every once in a while. At, at Jason's spinning his microphone. I, was I, it's loose. I do
3: want to spinner. say, too, and I, I avoided, not avoided purposely, but I wasn't thinking about it, but Tall Cedars has been a really pleasant eye-opening experience for me. I, I really enjoy the people, the men involved in it. And I enjoy the fact that uh, it, it's, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a really good relationship between the wives. Uh, my wife really does goes to very little uh, activity uh, uh, in Freemasonry, except mm-hmm. maybe an annual dinner once in a while. Mm-hmm. But the, the very fact that she wants to go to Tall Cedars Functions, because she likes the people, she likes the ladies she's met. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's, that says a lot for the for that organization. That's great. So I'm, I'm growing very fondly
1: of that. They were definitely the most hospitable body. Like where everybody went out of their way to introduce themselves, and the ladies went out of their way to introduce themselves to my wife. Yes. Um, whereas other bodies, people, I don't know, I won't say cliquish in a bad way, but people just weren't warm and fuzzy, and that might be a Central Pennsylvania thing, but. I've, German descent.
2: Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yes.
1: Like, there's not a lot of warm, fuzzy, huggy, kissy in central Pennsylvania, so if they don't know you, they might not talk to you. That's just the way they love you. <laughs> oh. oh,
4: I forgot one. It's not really an independent body, but I really do enjoy uh, Goose and Gridiron as well, and I know it doesn't really count, but I, I, everything that we like about these bodies, especially the social ones, I think Goose and Gridiron does without being... A dues
1: paying. Well, the nice thing about the, our goose and grid breakfast is lots of different people come from different groups, different lodges, different ages. So it's really a, a different, it, it's neat.
3: It's just neat. And there's no hierarchy. Yeah. Right. If you want to get up and make an announcement, you might be lynched first. Right. And I woke up this morning
4: to a broken into a car. Fault. My fault. I left the the, the doors unlocked. So but, it wasn't uh, really broken into. It was just... <laughs> opened. <laughs> opened. It was visited. Yeah. Uh, but, they, <laughs> but they found my stash of goose and gridiron pins. So uh, if you see somebody who's not a mason wearing a goose and gridiron pin, you know he was in
1: my car. <laughs> so you know I went to college around Lancaster. I went to Millersville, and... Um, You know, about 25, 30 years ago, a couple of my fraternity brothers were driving down King Street and they saw some dude walking down the street wearing one of our fraternity jackets. Oh, no. (laughs) And we were a small enough fraternity that they knew this guy was not in our fraternity. Did he return the jacket? Um, he, it was it was forcibly removed, was from separated him. from the jacket. <laughs> yeah, but
2: uh,
1: yeah, because it got stolen from somebody's car and somehow it ended mm. up made it to like some guy walking down the street in Lancaster City. Nice. Did he prove refractory? He yeah he did. But, uh, he he was unharmed, but we got the jacket back.
2: So <laughs> that's our story, and we're sticking to it.
1: All righty, well that was a good little um, made up segment. So we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back.
4: Listening to episode 32, so we had an idea off air. Another game. We know that some of you like the games. Similar to Pete's, what is it? Love, hate it, meh, meh. Which, which we'll we'll bring back again. We're going to do word association. It, this could go great or bad. Do you want to read the list? Do you want me to read the list?
1: Uh, I'll go with the first one. Um, I guess I'll say uh, it's all you guys. So. Well, here you, you see you, you can't look at it and pick your own. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know either. we were all going to answer the same thing. What? So Yeah, okay, give me one and then cross it off. So nobody else can have it. You made. You know who's on the list. All right, ready? Um,
4: chicken pot pie. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I need a pen. My th-
1: three favorite things.
4: Spend, send around the room and check one off. There you go. Uh, who's gonna? All right. Who are we picking out? Well, yeah. Now you, I guess you're going to do Larry. Okay. Larry.
2: Past Masters Come on, Rorschach Pain in the Oh! Oh! oh.
1: <laughs> Alright, cross it off okay, Cross that one off Past Masters Alright, yeah. for uh, Jason Yep Um Caterers Meh Oh, wrong game <laughs> <laughs> Meh Alright, uh, Larry, pick one of those for uh, Jack that's like a
2: really bored goat. <laughs> Meh.
3: <laughs> Eye contact.
2: Never. That's a bad word.
1: <laughs> Shh. Yeah, like that, then. The other thing people got mad at me about was, uh, it's only one night a month. Huh, huh, huh. If, if, you, if you don't have a sense of humor, just, you know. You should listen to a different show. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I shouldn't say that because we'll lose half our audience when one person leaves. But it's only one night
4: a month if you want it to be. That's I mean, that's the thing. No. 550 members. That, that, that don't comment. Even that. that comment. The, the people that get upset about that comment really irk me because nobody is like kidnapping you and throwing you in the trunk. Like, you drove yourself to the lodge, you said yes, you volunteered, you know, nobody has been dishonest and told you that it's- I, I learned a long time ago, yeah. no good deed goes unpunished. Right. If you want to come to True one fact. meeting a month, you're welcome to. So if you I, want to be I active, if you be I think thing that people night. get
2: upset about when we say this is that we keep talking about it and talking about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then, <laughs> Move along. Ben Franklin. Uh, this is for me. Yeah. Ben Franklin. Dirty
4: bird. I need crash Ben Franklin. Oh, he
1: he hung with like Voltaire. <laughs> All right, well that was our uh, silly little segment. Uh, if you guys have any game ideas, uh, email us, Facebook us. Uh, we're always looking for something.
4: Send us a list of word association or love, hate, and meh yeah,
2: which are really the same game to be crowdsourced. <laughs>
4: I, like when I said it, when I said it was a spin, I literally
2: meant. You even gave the answer was <laughs> meh Look at that. All right, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna go out, and you're
1: gonna hear from my friend. No, news. We got the news. Oh, we're gonna do news. Yeah. we're not taking a break. We're gonna hear from our news correspondent.
4: Remember, I said let's do this, and you said, Jason, you just you just yeah. go and we you're... don't have an outline. I, it's just got
3: us completely thrown. Yeah.
4: Give us the news.
0: Good news, everyone. <laughs>
2: Masonic Light News, news not fit to print. In Masonic News today, Maladroit Lodge Number 476 held a 300th anniversary party to commemorate the founding of the Premier Grand Lodge of England. At, as the giant birthday cake was presented with 300 burning candles, Brother Abner Crumb, Chief Steward, tripped and fell into the cake spreading flames across the social hall and igniting the flimsy vinyl tablecloths into a fireball of epic proportion. After extinguishing the inferno, the local fire chief was quoted as saying, well, you put that much flame that close to 45 year old fake wood paneling, you're gonna get one heck of a campfire. An edict has already come down from Grand Lodge prohibiting birthday candles. At any future Masonic events. And that's the Masonic news, so moat it was.
1: So I'm I'm guessing there was no one inside the kick. No. Because all the hearts would have
2: stopped. It was, but she had a stroke before they brought it (laughs) up.
1: Lodge 476, huh? Uh,
2: uh, Maladrite Lodge, Uh number 476.
1: All right, so we'll take a break and we'll listen to Seth Anthony. And then we'll come back and wrap up. That's it.
0: You're about to enter Corpora Obscurum, the realm of weird fraternal organizations. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter, enter at your own risk. Welcome back to Corpora Obscurum, our segment on little known fraternal organizations. Today, we are looking at a knightly group that was once one of the largest fraternal organizations in the northeastern United States. The Knights of the Golden Eagle were founded in Baltimore in 1872, working three degrees based upon Crusader myths. The first degree accented the Pilgrim and taught the candidate fidelity to God and man. The second degree used the medieval knight as its role model to teach the member to revere religion, fidelity, valor, charity, courtesy, and hospitality. The third degree was based on the figure of the Crusader, and it equipped the member against the evil of his enemies. Membership was open to Christian men over 18 who were of good moral character, sound mental and physical health, able to write and support himself, and were law-abiding citizens. By the early 1920s, the group had more than 73,000 members in 26 states. Membership began to decline in the 1930s, however. In 1965, the group had 15,000 members, mostly concentrated in Pennsylvania. The group also had a ladies' auxiliary, the Ladies of the Golden Eagle, which conferred the Temple degree on female relatives of members. The Knights were one of the most popular fraternal groups of their day quickly cashing in on all the fraternal trends, including death benefits, accident insurance, and drill teams. Local lodges were called castles. Statewide bodies were called grand castles, and the overall group the Supreme Castle. In the early 1920s, the group was headquartered on North Broad Street in Philadelphia, familiar to many Masons today. The Knights do still exist, although in a very small capacity, making it hard to track them down. Two castles are known to be extant, one in North Wales, Pennsylvania, and another in New Tripoli in the same state. Want to know more? You can learn about historic fraternal groups and the effect they had on America by visiting and supporting the J.H. Rathbone Museum, located in Lafayette, Indiana, and on the website at www.jhrathbonemuseum.org.
2: everybody welcome back we're here uh what are we doing next we're going to what we're up to seth right no no we're coming back for seth you just heard I mean, you, you just heard <laughs> you just Jackie. heard you just heard corpora obscura we, <laughs> we better do this one over yeah. jack's like no no, Jack, no, no 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 jack's like oh i never get to do this well okay i i never be a get while. to do it now you know why i never do this <laughs> Wasn't his segment grand? It was. It was awesome. (laughs) I know it was. It was. It was a very obscure. Man, uh,
4: I've
1: never heard of that in our organization before.
2: (laughs) Yes, it was awesome, Seth. Uh, We love you, more Seth. So we're we're, all Seth all the time. So
1: for um, at least most masons in the United States, uh, with the exception of like New England. we're all about to go dark for the summer. Not to go dark. Call off from labor. Attaboy. boy. <laughs> We're about to call off from labor. So, uh, yeah, because there's only a few days left in June. So anything Masonic coming up for you, Larry?
3: No. Other than Goose and Gridiron and the occasional once-a-month Ta- fellowship. Sea- tall Cedars tomorrow night. Oh, Tall Cedars tomorrow night. That's right. <laughs> Which I will not... He really loves Tall Cedars. He uh, just can't remember to it's go. his favorite yeah, organization. Uh, yeah. No, I won't be there for tomorrow, but I will be there in July with my wife.
4: Does does Tall Cedars call
1: off?
3: No no.
4: Oh, nice Jason, you have anything coming up? Maybe Tall Cedars tomorrow Uh, I could maybe see somebody get a pin
1: (laughs) I know (laughs) where the pin is Inside joke there, wow I know know where the pin is
4: Somebody get presented his pin Uh, In two weeks, it's the Pennsylvania Council of Deliberation Which for you non-Scottish right people It's the state level meeting So it's kind of like the Grand Lodge Halfway in between the state level, and then we have Supreme Council. But uh, Council deliberation on July eighth, and that'll be my first one. And seeing as how I am now part employee of COD, nice. I will be there. Yeah, that's
2: cool. about it. So we're only calling off for one month this summer because our officers just so love the work that they want to come back in August and have a meeting in tuxedos in August. So yay, we get to do that. Um, but on happier news, uh, in about a week, we start ripping apart our basement
3: and we start the
2: renovation. We've got the furniture's all picked out. The decor is all done. Um, the contractor's going to come in and blast out the ceiling and put up some walls and doors and it's going to be Freaking awesome! It's so nice to see Lodge
1: actually spend some money.
2: Well, we were—it was—it was, it was uh, a gift from a brother who passed away and left us uh, just a uh, what did you call it—an an, uh, assload of money. Huh. Metric assload. Metric <laughs> assload, yeah. Which is you know it's converted slightly, converted to English, it's one point two five assloads.
1: Yeah, it's slightly more than a piss ton. <laughs> uh, <got laughs> it.
4: You know, we went to, and we probably talked about this last episode. We went to York. A few of us went to York Masonic Center. Beautiful.
2: Yeah. I mean, that
1: there's some some people from that lodge that that there's you know, some guys that demitted because they spent the money and made the lodge beautiful. Yeah,
4: yeah. and and but then there's I tell you what, you walk in and it puts you in the mood. I mean, the first thing when I walked in, I said, "Let's do some masonry." Your lodge, Jack, does that, and I'm excited to uh, see what else you
1: guys do with it. Um, and in September, your lodge in the woods—that is not a your lodge's stated meeting. That's like just an extra event.
2: It's a special meeting. It's. It's, an effort, it's a special meeting of Effort Lodge 665, but we have a dispensation from the district deputy that all of the chairs will be occupied by the masters of each lodge in the First Masonic District. So each lodge in the district is represented on the floor. And then a couple of guys from each lodge will take a different role in... Helping to set up, helping to clean up, helping to serve the food, you know, moving furniture around, that kind of stuff. So every it's a a district-wide event, really, more than we just host it. You know, there's plenty of
4: time for folks south of here to call off work and come up. And uh, I believe that two of the Roundtable brothers are uh, from the D.C., Virginia area. So I'm throwing it out there. If you two guys want to come up, your ticket's on me. And you can stay on Jason's couch, and you cannot. And his row home, you cannot stay on Jason's couch <laughs> in his row home.
3: Lock your doors in
4: your car. <laughs> if you want to stay up here, you're on your own. That right? would be awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, more uh, more to come on that. We've got a, few, a couple of months until that happens, so we'll we'll hit that a couple of more times. I
1: know we've got a golf outing
2: coming up, but
1: uh, I don't know when it is because I'm not really involved in it. That's Lam- that's Lamberton's Lamberton, Lamberton and Charles M. Howe of Millersville yes. is doing a golf outing, and I'll throw it up on the website. The only thing I have Masonically coming up would be Tall Cedars tomorrow night. And then uh, I guess I'm kind of done.
2: Then you can tend your garden.
1: Yeah, then I'll be like uh, Don Corleone running around gassing my tomatoes, (laughs) putting putting some lemons in my mouth, chasing kids and dropping dead. (laughs) Larry,
3: take us out of here. I just want to say one thing before we do get out of here. And this is a thought that just popped in my mind, which might necessitate me going to this lodge in the woods. <laughs> Shouldn't we, uh, as a Masonic Leg podcast, cover this
2: event? Absolutely, floggin lutely
4: Oh, jeez. I'll, I'll be getting my uh, Master Craftsman.
1: Okay. I will be getting my
2: Master Pillar.
1: Really? Oh, yes. oh can, yeah. I, can I say something? If I go? go, I'll just be getting a steak, <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> but it'll be a master steak.
4: Yes. <laughs> can I say one one <clears throat> sappy story really quick? Yeah. Okay. And then, so this is for Jack in particular. Well, anybody. So in January, January. Sorry, not January. In September, uh, I'll be on the trestle board to deliver the first degree. I have my uh, my first candidate coming in that I was in, J- r- in January in January no in September oh in September yeah, yeah I misspoke in September Sorry. my very first candidate that I signed his his I was first line signer for been second line signer for hundred not hundreds but a lot so the candidate that I signed his petition for I'm going to be delivering his first degree and I want you and as many people to be want his to guide go, no I, you know what that'd be great too um, but the other day I was like man I know that it was either Jack or Chris Gibson that was at my first degree. And I don't remember who. So I actually went back the other day and looked through the minutes, and it, and it was both of you. Yeah, you were both there. So I want both of you to come because that would be, that'd be special.
2: I would be honored oh, to be there. Man. What is the date?
1: This it's is either, It's either
4: the second or fourth Thursday. We haven't booked it yet. Second. In September, not January.
1: Man, this is bringing tears to my yeah. eyes. No, it's not. Jeez. Can we have a microphone on the sideline and commentate? Um, oh, oh, he no, he saved it. He he did not forget. He's he's okay. <laughs>
2: Well, let me. You know, Jeff that was a tap in, Bob.
4: <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Moyer was my uh, was in. my mentor. So
3: he, he's perspiring so much there's sweat running down his leg. The
4: oh my god! If, if you sit in the I corner, so I can't is hear you. Soaked. <laughs> that'd be
1: awesome. We'll play the commentary on the air. Um, if if the air conditioner's on. And I'm free, I'll be there Wonderful For uh, for council last week, the air conditioner was not on And I had to wear that stupid hat And it was really hot I'm nervous, because I don't think there's a hat
4: in the building that will fit my dome
2: Do you know your size? Big Like seven
4: and three quarter, seven and a half inch, something like that Wait, Big. Seven It's like a
1: globe it's, it's pretty much
3: a globe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right Time to go home, boys. Yes, yeah. uh, take us out
2: of your life. Start the chicken oh,
3: music. Right, yeah, that's here we go. Special thanks to Monarch Studios, our producer and <laughs> co-host Jason Lewis, who uh, I hate that guy <laughs> Jason Lewis, who she again did. makes the show really great, folks. Jack Hawley, our news director, R.C. McCover McCorby, Brother on the Street, and Seth Anthony for his insight into fraternities. We had no idea existed. And uh, again, uh, we got a new law firm again tonight, guys. We went, we went back. Listen, they they made it worth our while. We're back with Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Okay, and and uh, they're great so folks, and, and they're cheap. So anyway, I don't have any, anything else to say. So this is Larry Maris.
2: Smile. This is Jason Lewis. This is Jack Harley smiling. Yeah, this is Pete. No, <laughs> Pete.
3: Uh, <laughs> Sour face. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good day. <laughs> we're, we're actually pretty damn good. Freaking awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome.
0: This is Past Master Jeff Moyer from Lodge 43. I just wanted to
3: congratulate you. I listened to your last episode, your last podcast episode. It was outstanding, learned a lot. I'm going to tell all my Masonic friends to listen to the Masonic Roundtable podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.